Welcome into the student section, our conference tournament edition. I'm Tom Scabelli. Joining me in studio is Dan Diorio, and then on the phones from South Jersey, our resident South Jersey guy, Matt Murphy. Matt, what's going on? How's how's the home cooking? Well, obviously I talk about South Jersey a lot, but I'm actually in Pennsylvania right now. I figure I'll just join Villanova's team bus and follow them to the Garden to get back to New York ahead of this week's Big East tournament. Nice, nice. I, I like that move a lot. We know you are our resident Nova guy, too, in addition to being our resident South Jersey guy. Absolutely. So, yeah, they've got the game on Thursday, I think, against the winner of Marquette, Marquette and, and DePaul. DePaul. So, yeah, they beat, they, beat, they beat Marquette both times this year, right? I know Marquette got beat Hall once, so I'm not too worried about Villanova's first game, but then everyone's eyeing up that potential semifinal matchup against Seton Hall. They they just had that close game against the Pirates, so I'm sure we'll get into that and much more as we get through the, the conference tournaments. Yeah, for sure. We're going to look at all the conference tournaments from the five biggest conferences that still have tournaments to play, so the ACC, the Big 12, the Big East, the SEC, and the Big... I'm uh, missing some team. Did I say the SEC? Big East, ACC, Big 10, Big East... Pac-12 and SEC. There it is, Pac-12. Everyone always forgets about the Pac-12 because they play at like midnight all the time. But before we preview those, and then we're going to wrap up looking at Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. His latest one is from Saturday, March 3rd. We're recording this on Sunday night, so he doesn't have today's games updated yet. You'll hear this Monday, but still be able to do the best we can with what he's given us. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to talk about some of the conference tournaments that have happened, starting with the Big Ten. The three of us were at the Garden on Friday night for that was session five, I believe it was. We saw Penn State beat Ohio State 69-68, a really exciting finish there. Tony Carr made a big bucket late in the game, and then Rutgers lost to Purdue, but gave them a run for their money, and Rutgers had some guys that could really score. Uh, Baker and Sanders had impressive games, and then... Purdue was able to pull it out at the end, and Michigan beat Michigan State yesterday, a little bit of an upset pick, and today in the Big Ten Conference Final, Michigan beat Purdue, so Michigan for the second straight year, your Big Ten Tournament champions. What did you guys think of the tournament as a whole, and how did you think it worked out having it at the Garden? Interesting, interesting being, uh, sorry Murph, interesting being in New York City for the Big Ten uh, definitely got a lot of heat for it, but overall, a great tournament. You know, this second straight year, Michigan coming out of nowhere, in my opinion, and winning. Sure, they're a great team, but if you told me at the beginning of this tournament that they were going to win, I'm not sure that I, w- I would have uh, believed that. They went through Michigan State and Purdue, two great teams, not only in the Big Ten, but in the country, as far as I'm concerned. So, definitely good sign for Michigan and a team to watch heading into the, the, t- the tournament. I somewhat disagree with that. I think a lot of people did pick Michigan to win this tournament. I think they were one of the trendier picks. If you weren't picking Michigan State to win the Big Ten tournament, I think Michigan was probably the number two or number three most common pick in the Big Ten tournament, despite being the the five seed, right? They were the five seed? Yeah. So, I don't know. But, Tom, does that change your opinion of Purdue based on what went down in in the tournament final against Michigan? Because I know – after we saw Purdue play live, you were saying you were saying maybe sneaky Final Four pick? Yeah, I liked Purdue a lot. I mean, they didn't look – I mean, the fact they were down to Rutgers at half uh, the on Friday night wasn't great. But, I mean, watching them live, I mean, they've got a lot of – they've just got a lot of names that people know. And whether that means they're a good team or not, I don't know. I was unimpressed with their performance today. But, I mean, I know me and Dan were watching it. Some – Sometimes Haas just looks unstoppable down low. When Carson Edwards, whoever, just dumps it to him in the paint, and he's just so much bigger than everyone. So I still think Purdue is legit. Carson Edwards is a superstar. He is, we were saying the other night, he's a Final Four-type point guard. He has that feel to him. Vincent Edwards, Isaac Haas, Dakota Mathias is a unique player. P.J. Thompson, another solid guard. After that, they're a little bit thinner. But those are five guys, those are five borderline household names, at least for hardcore college basketball fans, they're household names. So I think that there is a lot of talent on that team, even losing Caleb Swanigan. You can say they've even gotten better this year. But yeah, I wasn't impressed uh, with how they played today. I mean, Michigan, John Beeline is such a good coach. And a quick shout-out to me, longtime listeners of the student section. Do you guys remember last year? 
I picked Michigan to win the Big Ten tournament. Nobody was in on them, and I was starting to really crush on them, like get a crush on them, and they have that where they almost slid off the runway. They're playing, and I was like, this is a team of destiny. So do you guys remember that <laughs> I when, do I, picked, remember when that. I correctly picked it? I think we were all in on Wisconsin. So Yeah, Michigan quite. beat Wisconsin in the conference uh, in the conference tournament final last year but uh you know michigan sort so sort of the same thing as last year a lot of teams high on them michigan is really good and i mean you, you look at their team wagner is a legit star Tra- wagner oh i told you no you said dj wagner. wilson was pronounced oh DJ you know wilson. we were getting so confused i mean we were watching the game today and we were like this i mean i guess they were saying wagner but what we Vag, were, I, Wagner. We what were it, providing our own commentary. We were we providing our own listening. commentary. But we thought it was, uh, D, so DJ. Do you remember uh, from last year? DJ was it Wilson? No, it was DJ Wilson. <laughs> okay. Wagner. Yeah, I knew that. So sound I, right. I had them mixed up. I knew one of them had a V. I always just, I guess, I just ignore the commentators when they're talking. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. Uh, I'm almost embarrassed to be. To be I mean, we literally, we were literally, we're watching the game today, debating whether it was DJ Wilson or DJ Wilson. I guess we just didn't hear them say uh, Moritz Wagner the entire time. Well, well, everyone really that listens to this show knows that pronunciations aren't necessarily your strong suit, yeah they really aren't about, about today's game yeah uh Wagner actually had a big game and, and Haas did look good for Purdue but Carson Edwards didn't have the best shooting day I agree if Edwards is going if both Edwards are going and Haas is scoring down low and, and getting on the glass Rutgers actually got after it against Purdue when we were there on on the rebounding totals if, if their big names are going Purdue could be a team that goes deep in the tournament and I think your your Michigan of this year is Virginia Tech, which we'll get into with our ACC. And another team, and another team that I'll I'll keep under the radar for now. But yeah, Michigan, I mean, they've got a lot of talent, and Xavier Simpson had a huge game today. He hit some big buckets, and he's a guy that didn't have the best regular season for them. And then, I mean, you want to talk about pronunciations. Muhammad Ali Abdurrahman, one of the hardest names in all of college basketball, but he's a really good guard. Uh, Charles Matt. So there, there's a lot of guys on this Michigan team, and Jim Nance in the postgame game today uh, in, in the celebration when they were getting the trophy said that he feels like this Michigan team is a tighter group like one of the tightest college basketball teams that he's seen in the past like 30 seasons just in in you know their chemistry is so good so that's a good sign too for the tournament is a team that likes to play together and we're out on Ohio State right as, as a podcast yeah so we talked last week about how or a couple weeks ago how Ohio State was on the list of teams we need to watch more we got to watch them firsthand the other night Eh, and and with this long layoff, I, I'm not I'm not sold on them. They you could know, be a classic four thirteen upset, five twelve. Kata Bates Diop had twenty four points, I believe, and I remember talking to you guys at the end of the game, thinking like, "Wow, that was the quietest twenty four points that I've seen." And I know a lot of times we see his highlight tapes and we see you know all the, all the plays that he makes, but watching him firsthand for the extent of the game. I was not blown away, and I know he had 24 points in a conference tournament. That's big numbers, but he did not stick out as much as I thought. So, I don't know, something to to keep in mind when you're filling out your bracket. Right, and the layoff, too, that Tom just brought up with Ohio State. So, it, Tom said they could be a 4-13 upset pick with them being the four seed. Right now in the bracket that we're going to get to later in the show when we make our final four picks based on Lenardi's latest bracketology, they're matched up with Buffalo in a 4-13 game. Not a crazy tough matchup, but I don't really know much about the Buffalo team since Bobby Hurley was there. I, that doesn't jump off the page at me, but I definitely have a little asterisk next to Ohio State in my first round uh, selection. Yeah, Dan, how do you think the layoff is going to affect these Big Ten teams? Because some teams are going to have a two-week layoff when you know everyone's going to have at least 10 days or so. You know, to me, it's it all comes down to the coaches. I've heard several coaches with their – they all have different opinions on this. Some hate the fact that they have to wait, you know, such a long time between games, but then I'm sure other coaches are thrilled that they have this, this much time to prepare. I know, you know, they're not going to know who they're playing until just before, but I do think that, that in my opinion, that rest is, is crucial. And when you go on a run, if you're trying to make a run late in March, it's important to be rested. A lot of these teams – you know, that could use that extra time off. So if I'm a coach, I'm, I don't hate it as much as everyone else seems to. Matt? Oh, I mean, yeah. I think no. It, 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 no, I'm here. Sorry. I thought you were going to chime in on Dan's comment there. Um, sorry for the lack of chemistry with me, not in studio. 
No, today, no problem. But, uh, I mean, you had to, you got to be a team player. You should have really should have like charter flighted back just to, uh, just you to couldn't be here have asked tonight. the Nova bus to come up any earlier. Yeah, I'm not sure of their travel schedule, but that's, I'm, I'm lurking around these parts trying to figure that out so I can join them. But uh, with the layoff, I think you can go both ways. So I think if you're like a mid-major, if it was like those teams don't seem to struggle with a layoff if they have an earlier conference tournament because they can go hard and practice and all that stuff without game action. But the big-time Power 5 schools having a layoff concerns me more. I don't really know why. It just seems like I guess the, the smaller conferences are used to their tournaments not being really a priority in terms of where they fall on the calendar, whereas this was, everyone made such a big deal about the Big Ten coming to New York and it being earlier this year and them having to play a couple regular season conference games earlier in their non-conference season. And I think there was just such a big deal made out of it that it could get in their heads more uh, in terms of the layoff. So teams like Ohio State and maybe even a Michigan State now are, are teams that you look at heading into the NCAA tournament and just you wonder a little bit. For sure, and I think that Michigan – had they won this conference tournament on this type of run, you know, a week from now, more people would be looking at them as a popular Final Four pick, kind of like they were last year. Or look what UConn did. You know, they, right. they ran through the Big East tournament and won a national championship and, but, on little to no rest. Yeah, and it's tough to keep that momentum up when now they're not going to play for 10, 11 days, whatever it ends up being, whether they play on that Thursday or Friday. So it'll be interesting to see, but I think most people agree that it was a success having the tournament at the Garden. Uh, we saw a lot of Rutgers, Rutgers fans on Friday night, and today looked like it was uh, pretty filled up too. So expect to maybe you know see them back in the future for sure. I mean, it, it was definitely a success. And if we want to look at some of the other teams, uh, mid-majors that have clinched Loyola, Chicago, Lipscomb beat FGCU today, our boy Brandon Goodwin. Brandon Goodwin, we interviewed him earlier uh, in the preseason, we interviewed him when we interviewed eight players from uh, various teams around the country, if you want to go back and check those out. And we we interviewed Brandon Goodwin. We were really high on them, high on him. And they almost made it a game late. They allowed 60 points in the first half and kind of cut into it a little bit in the second half, but ultimately just couldn't come out with it. So it's unfortunate we're not going to be able to see them. But Lipscomb, with their first ever tournament appearance, uh, tournament appearance got to be happy for them. Well, Lipscomb has a guy in Garrison Matthews that is definitely a name to know. I didn't catch much of the game, but I was surprised when I saw the halftime score against FGCU, primarily just because of the campus site structure of the Atlantic Sun tournament. I thought that FGCU, as they have in, in years past, would just win the big games on their home court and be a name that everyone notices right away when they fill out their brackets for the, for the big tournament. And I was surprised that Lipscomb went on the road and really dominated that first half. And Brandon Goodwin, I know he sent out a tweet after the game just thanking the fans and how obviously today wasn't the result they wanted and, and the way they wanted to leave their arena. So it's tough end to the season for Dunk City. But, I mean, Lipscomb could be an exciting team to watch. They, they do have some pieces, kind of a, a gritty team. And, and one thing to note about them is it's the Lipscomb Bison, plural. Like, not just Bison, which is the proper – grammar version of of that word that animal but i remember calling a game last year against fordham in the johnny bach classic and i and i was getting some heat from people saying he's you're saying it wrong the plural of bison is just bison but not for lipscomb lipscomb is actually the lipscomb bison so just something to note there with the s on the end and they're a team that i think is going to be fun to watch in the first round because they play a little analytics for you but uh per ken palm they're just a tempo seventh highest in the country, so they're a classic. I mean, what do you that guys think their seed's going to be? Probably like, think they're going to be a fifteen or sixteen. You think they could sneak into a fourteen line? I would say fifteen or, or yeah, yeah. But you know, the one thing to watch is, I mean, obviously, if they're a sixteen seed, I'm not picking them. But fifteen seed, it feels like every year there's one team that you know goes on a pretty Cinderella run within their conference tournament. Oftentimes, a small, uh, small school. You know, we saw Mercer knock off Duke in years past, so. A team like Lipscomb, should they get a, a favorable matchup, has the potential to uh, surprise some people and ruin some brackets. All right, Matt, any other takeaways from the mid-major conference tournaments that we've seen so far, surprises, anything you want to say before we move on to the uh, rest of the tournaments previewing this week? Yeah, so just two quick thoughts. Um, I did have Belmont winning the Ohio Valley. They didn't get it done. North Murray State, State the racers, baby. Yeah, Murray State is very good this year. Northern Kentucky not winning the Horizon is, is kind of a surprise because they played, I think, Kentucky pretty close in the in the tournament. Yeah, last the two year. that was a two fifteen game last year. 
Yeah. I was in a casino in Orlando watching that, not to brag. No, Tampa, maybe. Tampa. Most most people pick Northern Kentucky to win the Horizon, so they won't be in the in the big dance. But and then Ryder not as the one seed going out early in the MAC tournament, the MAAC. That was a little bit of a surprise. Also, the two seed in there, Canisius, went down. So a lot of higher seeded teams uh, advanced in there. It could be Iona. I know they're playing as we record this. They're losing. They were losing last we saw. Shout out Tim Kloos, my old baseball coach. Iona, Iona so yeah, head just, coach from Floral Park. Right. I mean, Iona's a team we're used to seeing in, in the tournament. They could get there depending on how this game goes tonight. I don't know. They were down. They're currently like, down man. five points with five minutes to play. Okay. So maybe they'll pull that one out. But some of the big names in the MAC didn't get it done this year, and or some of the, high, the, the better teams in the regular season didn't get it done in there. And then Northern Kentucky and Belmont were just two of the other ones that, that I was wrong on. All right. So that'll do it for our recap of the conference tournaments. Now we're going to look at look at the big five that are still left to go. We're not going to go pick every single game, obviously, but we'll give you at least the champions, maybe some underdogs to look at. So looking at the ACC first off, because that could maybe be the best tournament. and I mean, they've been arguably the best conference all season long. Uh, be at the Barclays Center, so here in New York. First round, the playing games are going to be Tuesday, Boston College, Georgia Tech, Notre uh, Notre. I you guys Notre always Dame. speaking of pronunciations, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. You said what do I usually say? Notre guys, Dame. So it's Notre Dame. Yeah, well, that's how most people say. It. I get it confused. See, I'm like I'm going to please them this time and get it right, and then I end up just saying it the way I always say it. So I don't do pronunciations. What can I say? Uh, they play Pitt, the powerhouse offense of Pittsburgh, and then Syracuse <laughs> and Wake Forest. So uh, you know, also in there. Uh, the one is Virginia. Duke is the two. They had a big win over UNC last night. Grayson Allen, senior night. Uh, sad to see, real quick, just on that. I mean, how sad is it to know that Grayson Allen's college career is coming to an end? Yeah, he's almost like a Perry Ellis. It feels like he's been at yeah. Duke just for years. I mean, he has four years. It's rare to see that now in college day. But definitely the end of an era, seeing uh, Grayson Allen's career come to an end. I think there's a lot of people out there that aren't really sad to see it end. Yeah. But I guess I'd fall in, in the camp of... Um, it is a little sad to see him go. It's nostalgic, at least. Even for the haters, I think that like not being able era. to hate him. I like Grayson Allen. I know that's a hot take, but I think he's entertaining. He's what college basketball is all about. I guess. Remember you're... The, the Virginia Tech ending uh, like last week or whatever? We were all watching that game when Virginia Tech pulled the upset. Not enough people are talking about the fact that Grayson Allen attempted another trip late in that game. Did you guys see that? I don't know if you saw that. I got overshadowed by the whole near Buzz, Buzz Williams thing. thing. Or, yeah, the Buzz Williams thing, too, but Late in the game, so go back and you're going to watch the tape of Virginia Tech Duke from, I guess that was that was last week, right? Yeah, that was Monday, last Monday. If you're going to go back and watch the tape, Grayson Allen did stick the foot out in a transition for, for Virginia Tech on one of the possessions. Interesting. Student section is, are we, we narcs? We don't want to be narcs. I don't know. All right. So yeah, I guess we are. Looking at the ACC tournament, like I said, Duke the two, Miami the three. Clemson, the four, those are teams that have double buys. Who is your favorite? I, I want you to each give me a favorite and a sleeper. Matt, you go first. Um, well, I have Virginia beating. Are we going to do our predictions first as part of the favorite thing? or is that Yeah, sure, sure. Who do you guys got in the championship? Well, I got Virginia over Duke. So if I have to give a, a favorite, I guess it would be either of the top two seeds. I guess Virginia would be my favorite as the one seed. Uh, despite a couple of, of close calls recently, the Louisville ending was insane. Um, if I had to give a sleeper, I don't know how deep they can go, but Notre Dame as a 10 with Bonzi Colson back is definitely a team that you don't want to see in this tournament. And Pitt gets them first. I think Notre Dame cruises past Pitt. And then our favorite, one of our favorite squads in the country, Virginia Tech, has the, the misfortune of drawing Notre Dame in, in the second round on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I mean... Not so much Notre Dame for me. My my sleeper pick is going to be Virginia Tech, but I do think that they are going to be tested. As you said, I think Notre Dame gets through Pitt easily. Notre Dame versus Virginia Tech going to be a great matchup. Should Virginia Tech win that one, they don't get any favors matching up with Duke in the next game. But one team to also watch, Miami, I feel like is being underrated in the ACC. We've seen a lot of these other teams, a lot of attention being called on Virginia, Duke, Clemson, but... 
Miami, just something they're they're I got that feeling. But also something mentioned Virginia and Louisville and Duke and Virginia Tech, two great games that happened recently are set to happen again in this ACC tournament. So definitely something to watch. But I would say Miami and Virginia in the finals, I'm going with Virginia to win it. They've just looked too good this year. I agree that Virginia is probably the safe pick, but I I don't really love picking heavy like the best team to win the conference tournament because I feel like they're not as motivated. Right. And like they know Virginia, like they could lose their first game and they probably they, they definitely have a one seed and they may have the number one overall seed. So I think that and Duke's kinda in a s I think that Duke, if I had to pick a top seed to win it, I would probably pick Duke just because they still do have something to play for. Maybe they can uh, you know, get a one seed. It, it may not be super likely, but I, I still think they want to gel and start to gel a little bit more to get ready for the tournament. But, you know, this team that I'm going to pick, and I know we've been crushing on Virginia Tech. We've been talking up Virginia Tech a lot, and for good reason. Robinson and Bibbs is a legitimate backcourt. Blackshear is a good player in the front court, and I do think their offense is uh, really awesome. But the team I'm picking, they're as my sleeper pick, and I'm actually going to pick them to outright win it. The UNC? North Carolina State Wolfpack. Oh, wow. I think they could win this entire tournament. Freeman is their star player, averages over 15 points per game. They got a couple guys inside that average over six rebounds. They have four guys in double figures. They're, um, sorry, Markel Johnson, their point guard, averages seven and a half assists per game. They got a lot of stuff going for them, and here's why I like them. They're a bubble team. So they have a lot to play for. Obviously, they get the automatic bid, but even if they win two or three games, they should secure uh, an at-large bid. But NC State, they're going to play the winner of Boston College or Georgia Tech. That should be an easy win. Then they play Clemson. Clemson, I think, is the weakest of the top four teams. I think they Clemson, can be... not Clemson. All right. No, that I'm not going to hear. Clemson. <laughs> Clemson. Whatever. There they, you go. They beat Clemson. And then whether they play Virginia, like I said, I, I could see them beating Virginia just because I think they're going to be more motivated than Virginia. We know NC State can beat good teams. They beat Duke this season. And then no matter who comes out of the bottom half of the bracket, I think NC State, I'm going to pick NC State. Put it now. Last year it was Michigan who I picked. They're my upset conference tournament champion. They did it this year. It's NC State. I don't hate it. I, I really don't hate it. And their draw is not that bad here with the teams that you just named that they'd have to play. Obviously, Virginia would be the, the toughest in, in their immediate games leading up to the championship. But I keep getting worried because Lenardi keeps putting in this bubble team, NC State, in an 8-9 game in the east region of his mock brackets, which is the one seed of Villanova. And we all know what happened a few years back when NC State met Villanova in the second round. Did not turn yeah. out well for the Wild. Barber pack. went so, off that game, right? For NC State? Yeah, I think so. I remember I was in like a, a steakhouse or something. I was in an it, airport. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you just in an airport for a different game we were talking about? No, I was in a casino oh, no, for that game. Uh, Still, I'm, I always but, uh, seem to be in Florida for uh, for March Madness. <laughs> not this year, though. But uh, regardless. Yeah, I think NC, State, NC State's a team with good wins this year and a, a sleeper team in, in these, this tournament for sure. All right, so the official picks, I have NC State winning the ACC. Who do you guys have? Virginia. Right. and Matt. Virginia. All right. Virginia. Uh, next up, the Big 12, only 10 teams in the Big 12. It's stupid. But so there, Kansas, the one, another year, another year, Kansas being the regular season Big 12 champ- champion. Unbelievable. Kansas State, the four. Texas Tech, the two. West Virginia, the three. We'll do the same thing there. Who do you guys have in your championship game and maybe a sleeper team to watch. Matt, we'll start with you. So I've got not really as much chalk as I've shown over the last year and three quarters of this podcast. I've got Texas Tech beating Kansas State in the Big 12 Tournament Championship. And I've got Kansas going out in the quarterfinals on Thursday to Oklahoma State, who just beat them. No way. Again, they beat them by 17 yesterday, I know, but I don't think they could beat them again twice in five days. Well, here's why I trust them. And it's not because we had interest in getting Jeffrey Carroll on the podcast. And we, on our end, we just never made it happen, but they were very interested in us. It's because I was listening on the radio and Oklahoma State, their announcers were saying that. Oklahoma State matches up the best with Kansas as any team in the entire country, and they're a team that travels around with Oak State and calls all their games. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with them on that and just feeling lucky there that Kansas is going to go out early 
I think Kansas State can then get through that side of the bracket. And I'm big on Texas Tech. I think if they're fully healthy, the bottom half of the bracket, I think they can beat West Virginia and get to the final, and then I'm going to pick Tech over Kansas State. Dan? Yeah, uh, a lot of teams jump out as sleepers to me in this one. I, I do like the Oklahoma State pick. Uh, although I kind of agree with Tom, I have a hard time seeing them beating Kansas again. Uh, I think Kansas is going to become uh, come back more prepared should they match. Well, they're going to match up again most likely. Um, and Kansas State, another team to keep an eye out for. Quiet four seed, but I think they have potential to maybe uh, t- maybe go to the finals here. But the team that I'm looking at is Texas. We all know how good Shaka Smart is come tournament time. I think that they, they're going to breeze through Iowa State and they're going to give Texas Tech in-state rival a run for their money and uh, I think they have the potential to to go uh, far in this tournament but my my pick is going to be West Virginia I know I was big on them last year they kind of struggled on the second half of their season but come tournament time I think they're going to be a really good team and I'm going West Virginia to beat the one seed Kansas in the Big 12. This is so hard to predict this bracket just looking at this bracket I mean these teams they play so much. I mean, it's always just such a dogfight in, in the Big 12. It's maybe my favorite conference to watch. I Kansas, they're one of my starting five teams. If anyone wondering if we're doing starting five today, we're not going to do our exact tally. Starting five, the three of us each have five teams that we picked in the beginning of the season, ranked, unranked, and then a team from a player that we interviewed. Uh, we're not going to give you the final tally on that because it's kind of with the conference tournaments going on, it's tough to do that tally because we have two points for a conference tournament win. So the next time you get a starting five update will be our preview show, I guess, for the big bracket. We'll let you know how many points the three of us have going into the NCAA tournament. Uh, so Kansas is still maybe my favorite team in the country. Devontae Graham just won Big 12 Player of the Year today. And I like them a lot. I've talked up LeGerald Vick since the preseason, saying he's one of the most underrated players in the country. Malik Newman has had a good season as a transfer. So I, I like I like a lot of players on the on the Kansas team's feet, range threes, and we don't want to talk about pronunciations. Uzabuke. I don't know if I'm nailing that, but whatever. He's a presence inside. So Kansas Uzabuki. Kansas could be my team that I pick to win it all. I'm to win the whole NCAA tournament. I don't think they're going to win the Big 12 tournament. I know last year they got upset by it was TCU kind of early on. And I, I don't know if they have, they don't seem to play as well in the Big 12 tournament. So I'm not going to pick them to win. I'm going to take – ah, man, this is tough. I, I, I kind of like – I think Texas is a team that's going to make a run. They had a good win yesterday against West Virginia. I think they could beat Texas Tech. They're another team, a bubble team with something to play for. But I guess team to win it, I'll take West Virginia. I kind of like that pick. I, I like it. They're playing for seeding. Javon Carter is a guard you want in the tournament. So I'll take West Virginia officially. I'll say that they beat Kansas State. Where do you Kansas have, State what, do you Kansas. have what do you have happening with your boy Trey Young in Oklahoma? Out first round for me. I think they're going to beat Oklahoma State and then lose to Kansas. Fair enough. You know what? Actually, they could beat Kansas. I don't know. That could be the, the team that Kansas goes out to. But uh, West Virginia with my official pick. So me and Dan got West Virginia. And Matt, you had Texas Tech for the Big 12. Yep. All right. Moving on to the Big East. Also at the Garden, 10 teams enter. One team will leave victorious. Xavier, the one seed. Villanova, the two seed. Seton Hall, the three. Creighton, the four. So on and so forth. Dan, I'll start with you this time. I know you've got Xavier. You've been throwing up the X all season. You just threw it up now. You got them in your starting five. Do they run the table? They won the regular season Big East. Do they win the tournament? Nope. I'm going Villanova. I think uh, Xavier has played well all season long. They've definitely turned some heads. They uh, surprised a lot of people with how well they played. I know we were expecting a great team from from them this year, but if you told me that they were going to be this good uh, Big East regular season champions – I'm not sure I would have believed you, but I think Villanova is the most polished team overall, and they have Big East experience. This is a team that's consistently winning the Big East, and uh, MSG really loves Villanova for whatever reason. I remember we were at the the Big East tournament last year, and it seemed like there were at least four Villanova fans for every one of every other team. So Villanova is going to show up in the Big East tournament, and I confidently will pick them as the winner of the Big East this year. All right, Villanova love is a nice segue into you, Matt. Are you backing up, Dan, and taking Villanova too? I am, and I had to look at this bracket closely, but 
even with Xavier winning the regular season title and them as the one seed, I still like Villanova getting to the final against Xavier and beating the Musketeers. So I've got Villanova over Xavier, the two over the one. I will say you've got to watch out for the winner of the Creighton-Providence game against Xavier in the semis on the ninth. Because I, I think, I mean, I know Providence beat Xavier once already this year, and I think Creighton-Providence is going to be a really close game. I'm not even sure who I'm going to pick there. I think I'm going to roll with Creighton. I think either of those teams could push Xavier in the semis and potentially meet up with Villanova. Yeah, I the Big East is always an exciting tournament. I think it's probably the best tournament every season. Uh, they, you know, these teams they get up for it at the Garden. I'm my NC State, if you want to say, like the sleeper team. I think Marquette is a team that I'm really thinking of picking to win it all. Honestly, Marcus Howard is a superstar. Andrew Rousey also averaging right about 20 points per game. They're legit, I think, and they're another team. Like I said, I love bubble teams in conference tournaments. They're a team that's pretty much on the bubble. I think they should roll through DePaul uh, on Wednesday night, and then I think that they can beat Villanova. Villanova is another team. I don't know if they have a ton to play for in this, so you know what? I'm going really no chalk here. I'm picking Marquette to win it, but if I had to pick, I'm picking Marquette to win the whole thing. But if I had to pick a team, oh my god! If I had to pick a team to that is, I'll say Xavier, because uh, I don't think they're going to be tested. I mean, St. John's actually, all kidding aside, St. John's I think could make a run at the Garden. We saw them pull off a couple impressive wins earlier in the year. Duke and Villanova that could be the Shamori Pond show. So look out for St. John's. I think they could win a few games, but wait. So what did you just name every team in the conference? <laughs> Basically, I want to cover my base. No, my official pick is Marquette. But if I have to pick somebody else, I'm going with your dark Xavier. horse is St. John's as wait. well. Yeah, I would say it's, it's either going to be Xavier, Villanova, Marquette, or St. John's. I don't know if you can call uh, the number four seed Creighton a dark horse, but I'm going to pick them as my sleeper team in this uh, tournament. I think Creighton um, in the final Big East finals last year, so. Great team, and they had some impressive wins this year. I'm going Creighton as my dark horse. That being said, uh, Villanova over Xavier in the finals. I think Matt has that as well, right, Matt? Yeah, that's what I have. And one last thing from me about the Big East. Tom, are you not concerned at all about what our former student section co-host, James Decker, thinks of the Marquette big men about how they can't really guard anybody? I'm not because I mean think I mean think about it Villanova I mean I know they got Spellman down low but Vill- Villanova doesn't exactly scare yeah, but, you I mean, in they, in they the post Delgado at least the first time I'm not sure how many points Delgado had the second game when Villanova won by one uh, late February just a couple of days ago but the Villanova guys if they're a little undersized they still play well down down low no I know back. but I don't think there's any huge I mean if they end up playing Seton Hall I guess that that could be a problem but you know there's no guarantee there I don't know I like Marquette I I like a team. That has something to play for, and I like a team with the star guard, and that's what they have in Marcus Howard and a- Andrew Rousey too, honestly. So I'm going with Marquette to 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 win the Big East tournament. You guys both got Villanova. All right, we'll do uh, one more one more thing. How about Butler still looking for a Big East tournament win since joining the Big East? Matched up against Seton Hall on Thursday. Do you think they can get a win versus Seton Hall? No, I like Seton Hall. Yeah, I'm going Seton Hall like, as well. I like Seton Hall too. Seton right. Hall is a team that can, that can win this yeah, thing we too. Didn't, actually, we didn't mention them so much. I'll just take half the conference. Um, all right, moving on to the Pac-12: Arizona the one, USC the two, Utah the three, UCLA the four. I'll be honest. I mean, I, I think for all of us, we've seen some Pac-12, but obviously we're not as familiar with the Pac-12 teams, at least the lower end Pac-12 teams, as there are with probably the Big East and ACC and stuff. Uh, off the top of my head. I don't really see Arizona losing. I think that they're clearly the best team in the conference. I know they've had all the controversy with the FBI and stuff, but I just think that I, I don't see them being challenged. I, I think it's this is Arizona's tournament to lose. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with my uh, starting five team, Arizona. I think the adversity they faced is only going to fuel them moving towards a conference uh, tournament, and I think Arizona is going to run through the, this conference relatively easy. Another team, my dark horse, would be my other starting five team, UCLA, just because I have both those teams. So I'm riding, I'm sticking to my guns, and uh, watch out for Arizona and UCLA in the in the Pac-12. Well, actually, Arizona did lose to UCLA less than a month ago. So on that side of the bracket, I've actually got UCLA getting to the to the to the finals from that side. I've got them upsetting Arizona, and then on the other side. 
it's pretty much up for grabs. The two is USC. The three is Utah. I think USC gets there, and then we're looking USC-UCLA, which I guess could go either way. I, I might be able to pull up quickly how that ser- season series went. I'll, I'll go USC, the higher seed, winning this conference tournament over UCLA. I don't think Arizona gets there. I think if Arizona loses, it'll be to Arizona State. But uh, Arizona State just struggled so much after their hot start. I I think they'll bow out to Arizona. But they're another team, Arizona State, that probably wants a couple of wins for their resume. But whatever, I, I, I'm taking Arizona as my official pick, your guys' official picks. Yeah, I'm going Arizona over uh, USC in the finals. I do think UCLA is going to give Arizona a fight in the uh, semifinals, but at the end of the day, Arizona over USC. I'll go Arizona over Oregon. I just said I was going to pick USC over UCLA, so I'll stick to that. Although UCLA did beat USC both times this year. Hard to beat a team three times. Give me the Trojans over the Bruins. Well, we saw Penn State beat Ohio State for a third time on Friday night. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. But this one will be the, the conference tournament title game, and I think USC will be up to the task. All right, so next up, the SEC, which is having a surprisingly good season. You usually know the SEC for football, but at least in Lunardi's uh, latest bracket, he's got eight teams from the SEC going dancing. Usually don't see that many. It's usually Kentucky and then everybody else, basically. Uh, 14 teams in the SEC. Uh, real quick, Auburn, the one, Tennessee, the two, Florida, the three, Kentucky, the four, all with double buys. Those are all teams that are pretty firmly in uh, the NCAA tournament. I guess Florida could use they they should be in no matter what, but I mean, couldn't hurt for them to have another win or two. Uh, so looking at the SEC, I think this is going to be a fun tournament. Dan, I'll start with you. Initial thoughts. Yeah, uh, my initial thoughts are I've been high on Florida all year. I think they're heating up towards the end of the season here. I'm going to go Florida in the finals. They're going to win over Kentucky. And my dark horse team in the SEC is LSU. I think that's a team at a 10 seed. Not really. They're often overlooked this season. They've had some great upsets, and I think they're actually going to knock off not only Mississippi State but Tennessee, and they're going to give Florida a run for their money in uh, in the late semifinal round. Matt? I like Florida to win this tournament. I like them to beat Auburn, the one seed, in the championship on Selection Sunday. I did watch the most recent Florida-Auburn game when, when Florida won at home. They really dominate that series dating back for a, f- a few years now. I think they're getting going again at the right time. A dark horse team, I think Alabama uh, with Colin Sexton could be a team to look at as, as more of a sleeper in the SEC tournament. So there's two teams in the SEC that I like a lot and that I'm kind of crushing on. Florida, I seem to always be in on Florida right around this time of the year. I think I was in on them last year too. If you go back and listen, Jalen Hudson can shoot the lights out of the ball. Igor, I love Igor. Chris Chioza obviously hit a big shot. He's a guy that you uh, against Wisconsin last hey, year. Tom. Matt, you were there, I believe. I was there. I, I don't talk about that enough. How I saw the Chris Chioza buzzer beater against Wisconsin at the Garden. I, I was sitting close side, <laughs> not to brag. Um, Tom, how do you pronounce Igor's last name on Florida? Just a little pop quiz for you. Kulachev. I think it's Kulachev, right? Doesn't it end OV? It does end, but I feel close. like it's Kulachev. It does was, end OV. That was, I, that was closer than I thought. And a little fun fact, he actually transferred from Rice. Yeah. We just did the Fordham uh, VCU game. Mike Rhodes coached him last year at Rice, and he's in his first year at VCU. And VCU is not going to make the tournament unless they go on a little run in D.C. Uh, they won't make the tournament for the first time in seven years. But the other team that I like in the SEC is Arkansas. Arkansas and Virginia Tech, and I guess you could say NC State and Marquette could throw them in there, but those are the two teams I'm really looking on, looking at Jalen Barford averaging almost 18 points per game, a star guard, uh, Daryl, now this is another last name, Macon uh, averaging 17 points per game. They both shoot 43% from three. They're a team that I like a lot. They've got some talent inside too with Daniel Gafford. I think that they could make a run, not only in the SEC tournament. I think they're a team. I had them going in the Elite Eight in one bracket I filled out of Joe Lenardi not too long ago. I had them and Virginia Tech in the Elite Eight. So Arkansas is the other team that I'm crushing on right now. Uh, Official pick, though, to win. You know what? 
I'll take Arkansas. I'm gonna. I, it's and no, I'm gonna take Florida. I'm gonna take Florida. Uh, <laughs> so we all have Florida. Whoever wins that game, that quarterfinals game, because Arkansas will play the winner of South Carolina, Ole Miss. I'll take Florida to win it, though. You have some crazy picks. Um, I, I love that these are all on this episode, so we can come back to it. So <laughs> you picked win these conferences. But I, I Florida over Kentucky, by the way, is is uh, it for me? Same, same finals. Kentucky, Kentucky's so random. Like they. Oh, Kentucky so could win random. the national championship, and I wouldn't even bat an eye. <laughs> same. <laughs> all right, so that those are the big ones. Real quick, I guess before we go into it, uh, let's do a winner for the A10 and the American. For the A-10, uh, I'm going to take Davidson to win the A-10. We're big Davidson fans. We saw them firsthand against Fordham a couple weeks ago. All three of us were down there. Peyton Aldridge is a star. Kellen Grady had an unbelievable game, too. I think Davidson wins the A-10. And American Cincinnati beat Wichita State today in an awesome game. I'll say Cincinnati wins that. Matt, you want to go ahead? Go- Dan, go ahead and pick Bonnie's to win the A-10. Actually, I'm not going to pick uh, Bonnie's in that one. I think URI is the winner of the A-10. I know that's the chalky pick, but at the end of the day, to me, URI is the most athletic team in the uh, Atlantic 10. They have the best coaching, and they have tournament experience, and I think they get it done in the A-10 this year. And what about the American for you? Uh, I gotta I gotta pull up the bracket. So why don't we? Go no, with, I didn't pull up the bracket either. Just off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, one team that I love in the American this year is Houston. I like um, Rob Gray's legit. Rob Gray, great coach, and just one. No, he's a player. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, okay. I guess I was just gonna say I have I have not been been watching much of Houston recently. I could have sworn that was their coach. Um. But I do, I do like the way that they they look. <laughs> there goes all my credibility. But yeah, Houston, I, I think. Sorry, I, I said DJ Wilson and Maurice Wagner. Yeah, so. true. Uh, Houston, a six seed in Lenardi's latest bracket, though. I, I think they have uh, potential to to go on a run. So I'm going Houston in the American. Right, Houston, Oklahoma, first round of the tournament is the seven ten matchup that America needs to watch with the amount of scoring that would take place in that game for the eight ten. I'm. You know, I was going to pick Davidson. I'll go with Bonnie's. I mean, they're they're the hottest team in the conference right now. I'm pretty down on URI at the moment, not just because of the losing streak, but just in general. I feel like this whole season, everyone's talking about them in such a positive light, and I don't know if they're used to it. I know Dan Hurley himself has come out and said he's not used to having this good of a team, So, I'm like, or, or one that everyone talks about at least. So I think – Davidson and Bonnie's would be at the top of my list. I'm going to take Bonnie's to win it. And then in the American, I'll go with Wichita State. I know as we record this today, they lost to Cincinnati and let Cincinnati claim the outright title in the regular season for the American Conference. But they did beat them on the road earlier in this season in the, in the conference play. So I'll go with Wichita State to beat Cincinnati in the American Conference. All right, so that'll wrap up our previews of the conference tournaments. Let's now move on to Joe Lunardi's latest bracketology. Again, we're using Saturday, March 3rd. So some things are going to change because he usually releases at least every Monday and Thursday. So there will be a new one out tomorrow by the time you're listening to this. But we're going off of Saturdays. We'll just give our final four picks, and, and then we'll wrap up the show. Guys, i got to be honest, I hate this bracket. Now, not that I hate how, what the job Lenardi did. I love Joe Lenardi. He's been on the podcast uh, a couple times so far this season. But, like, just looking at the bracket, I hate the matchups. Like, there's a lot of teams that I feel I wish they were in a different bracket. Maybe it would be more likely to pick them to go further. So I just didn't like the way it shook out. But looking at the South, uh, so it's in the top left for him because he got Virginia as the number one overall seed. Virginia the one, Purdue the three, uh, Tennessee the three. Uh, sorry, Purdue the two, Tennessee the three, uh, Kentucky the five, Ohio State the four. Who do you guys have coming out? I'm torn between Virginia and Purdue. For me, I got Purdue. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm going Virginia. To me, Purdue is just. We've seen so many times that. Well, actually, this uh, Big Ten tournament watching, and it seems like. Isaac Haas is only a factor like late in the games. I remember in the game we watched them play, it seemed like he did not really turn it on until late in the game. So I think that he could be challenged uh, quickly in this, in this tournament. They go up against teams like Alabama and Miami in this bracket, and I think that one of those teams could potentially knock off Purdue. I think they're a little overrated, 
and I like Virginia. I don't think anyone, any of these teams in the bracket have an offense that's capable of overcoming the, the great uh, defense that Virginia has. So I'm going Virginia. And I, I think Purdue hot take is going to be an early exit from, from this so year's tournament. Purdue and Virginia, I, I don't like really – I don't really want to pick either of them to go to the final four. Uh, Seton Hall as an eight, and they're one of my starting five teams. They're a team I could actually see maybe making a run. They've got three legit that. seniors, Miles Powell as well, uh, so- only sophomore, but having a huge season for them. I'm I'm torn. I'm taking Purdue, though. I think that Carson Edwards, I'm really impressed with him, and Haas, that's, that's a dynamic duo, not to mention the other Edwards, Dakota Mathias. Uh, I'm, I'm in on them. Uh, so I'm picking Purdue to go to the Final Four. And I also think Tennessee's a pretty weak three. Ohio State's a pretty weak four. And Kentucky is such a wild card at five. So I'm picking Purdue to get to the Final Four. This this is a light bracket. I've got Purdue going to the Final Four as well. And I actually did make the Seton Hall over UVA pick in the second round. That's not really my style. But I just think Virginia does have more balance this year. And it's not the one-man offensive show that it sometimes is in terms of scoring average with them. They always play great defense, but sometimes their scoring is a little imbalanced. And this year, I think their balance could help them win games, but Seton Hall's got so many veterans that that would be a very close second-round game for me. And then the rest of the bracket is pretty much, I mean, who who cares? I mean, I think Baylor could be a Sweet 16 team as an 11, which would be a good draw for Purdue in the Sweet 16. I think Purdue gets through. I think Seton Hall could go all the way to the Elite Eight if they beat Virginia, and I have Purdue beating Seton Hall to get to the Final Four. Alright, so now we'll go to the bottom left. Brad. By the way, anyone who calls these regions by the, like East, West, or whatever, I, I hate that. you got to go bottom left, bottom right, top left, top right. That Those are the brackets. That's how they should be. Well, it depends on what website you're looking at, I think, right? Well, no, I mean, because the official one is always the same for everyone. I'm talking about when the official yeah, but, bracket comes out. If you're like, oh, I love this team in the East region. No, I love yeah, this I team in the top right. I don't know what teams are in the East region. Right. I just know where they are situated in the bracket. Yeah. So. All right, anyway. So the West region, which is bottom left, Kansas the one, UNC the two, reigning champs trying to get to the championship game for a third straight year. Gonzaga's the interesting five, Arizona a, a good four, Auburn the three, Middle Tennessee, Nevada 6-11 would be an awesome mid-major game uh, if it pans out like that. Uh, I like Kansas. I talked them up a little bit earlier. They are a starting five team of mine. I still think they're one of the best teams in the country. Maybe the best team in the country. Maybe it's Jayhawk bias, but Devontae Graham is a star. LeGerald Vick, Malik Newman. I'm in. They just have a lot of talent on their team, and they never got Billy Preston back. I know he's in Bosnia now, and I talked him up all season, but I like Kansas to come out of this. I don't think they have a great challenger there. I think UNC is getting slept on a little bit just because they still to, still have Joel Berry, Theo Pinson, Luke May. They have guys that have been there before, but I'm taking Kansas in this region. Matt, go ahead. Sorry, I had a little trouble with my uh, my phone there for a second. Um, I'm going with Kansas in this region as well. And, Tom, you brought up a game that definitely popped out to me because I have Nevada in our starting five, which will continue next episode. And you had Middle Tennessee have- last year, right? I did, and I'm going to go with my, my old squad in that one, Middle Tennessee. Not that it really matters much for my Final Four pick, but I don't like the way Nevada has been playing recently without Drew, and I I, I just think they're coming in. They just lost to San Diego State. I think that would be a primetime upset pick. Middle Tennessee is a team that's capable of upset. They, they, they had one before. They, I mean, they've been to the Sweet 16 before, so I think – that would be probably like one of those 90% plus upset picks maybe even, and I think it would actually come to fruition. This could be a chalk region for me, Kansas over UNC, because I think Arizona and Gonzaga, shout out to Tyler Trillo, big uh, friend of the student section, as is the guy who made this bracket, Joe Lenardi, two student section appearances this year, if you've been keeping up with our guests. I mentioned but that Gonzaga, already, Matt. Uh, Sorry, I must not have been listening. Pay closer Gonzaga, attention. <laughs> Gonzaga Arizona second round is an interesting matchup because Gonzaga has a pretty good bench. They've got some length like they've had in years past. I just don't think they've they've beaten enough good teams this year to justify picking them over Arizona. And then when Arizona gets to Kansas, I think Azubuke can defend DeAndre Ayton as well as probably anybody else in the country. So he could neutralize him him and I think that gets Kansas to the Elite Eight and then 
they could see North Carolina there, and it's pretty much a toss-up for me. But I'll roll with Kansas to the Final Four. So both both you guys taking Kansas. I'm going to pick Arizona to make the Final Four here. It seems like I'm given one hot take per region. So I'm going to go with Michael Porter and Missouri knocking off Kansas in the second round of the tournament. And I like Arizona to beat Gonzaga. I know that would be probably one of the best second-round games should it happen. Um, but I like Arizona to beat UNC in the semifinals. I think just the uh, the amount of attention the Arizona program has gotten recently and the Sean Miller's destiny to clear his name, I think he's going to do it and he's going to let his play speak for itself. DeAndre Ayton, Alonzo Trier all going to the NBA after this year just announced earlier today. This is it for Arizona, probably potentially the last chance for some of these guys, so I think they're going to be all in. And shout out my guy Tyler Trillo, Arizona. We'll see you in San Antonio. All right, moving on to the East region, top right. Villanova the one, Duke the two. Lunardi's had that. They've had, he's had that pair as a one-two, I feel like, for at least the last month in these bracketology brackets. Two teams I think are similar. They're like top-heavy, a lot of talent, but don't really have deep benches. And obviously teams that have been there before, they've won two of the last three national championships. Uh, I'm taking Duke out of this bracket. Me and Dan were talking last night. Duke is a team that if they end up winning at all, which I think they may, we're, everyone's going to look back at their bracket and they're going to be like, how did I not pick Duke to win it all? They have Grayson Allen. They have Marvin Bagley, Wendell Carter, Trevon Duval, Gary Trent. It goes on and on. Coach K, how did I not pick Duke to win it? They're just, they could be such an obvious pick that I don't want to overthink it. Grayson Allen in his swan song. I know you love Nova, Matt. But I think these two teams are going to meet in the Elite Eight. I think it's going to be an incredible game. And I think Duke is going to end up going to the Final Four. Matt, I'll let you counterpoint why it's going to be Villanova. Well, if you remember last year, it was supposed to be Villanova-Duke at the Garden. Top in the left Elite region. Eight. Top left region. And, and as we know, South Carolina actually went to the Final Four out of that region. And the fans that were hoping to see Nova-Duke never even came that close. I mean... Duke went out early. Villanova went out early to Wisconsin. So I don't think both of them get to the Elite Eight this year either, but obviously I'm going to have Villanova there. I think Duke could go down in the rematch against Florida. We're the biggest PK-80 podcast out there, and (laughs) and they fought Duke tooth and nail in the PK-80. They're getting going again after kind of an up-and-down season. Watch out for Penn. Penn in the first round against Duke. Penn's having a great year in the Ivy. I don't think it would happen. I mean, you're not serious, are you? (laughs) No, no, no. I don't think it would happen, but Penn is a very good team this year. And I don't think Duke's path is is super easy. I like Florida to to meet up with them because Florida, a six over the three in this region, Cincinnati, it's kind of like the second round last year where Florida got to face Virginia, a very good defensive team, and smoked them. So I think Florida could do that again in this year's tournament. West Virginia, I thought about possibly being a test for Villanova, but I think Villanova can get through. Jalen Brunson is probably as good of a point guard to have against West Virginia's press as any in the country. So I think that's why Villanova gets to the Elite Eight. And then if they don't have to see Duke there, if they see a Florida team there, I think that's why I punched them through to the Final Four. Yeah, to me, this is the most intriguing bracket of the four. Uh, I'm going to go with Duke, though. But again, we mentioned a lot of potential great matchups in this one. Duke-Florida PK-80 rematch. But Providence-Texas, the 11 seed, currently a playing game. Either of those teams I could see beating Florida. And Florida's a team that I've been hot on recently. But I like Florida to match with Duke. Duke's going to win it. And Duke is going to meet West Virginia in the Elite Eight in this bracket. Duke's going to ultimately win. Here's a stat for you. 20 uh, 23 of the past 28 national champions have had two or more first-round NBA picks. Guess how many Duke has this year? Currently, more according, than that. Cor- according to mock drafts, 15. five first-round picks. So to me, that's just like too much talent on the roster. You got Coach K, great Final Four experience. And to me, it comes down to coaching experience. I like Bob Huggins and uh, Coach K to meet in the Elite Eight, and I think Coach K gets it done. All right. I like Rob Gray. I like Rob Gray, the Houston coach. Definitely a coach <laughs> in the tournament. I don't know anything about the American Conference. I'll be the first to Aren't tell you. Aren't you a UConn fan? Yeah, I mean, I, I am, but it's a down year for UConn. I'm, <laughs> I'm a fair-weather UConn fan. So. All right, last bottom right Midwest bracket. This is kind of a weird bracket. Xavier the one, Michigan State the two, Wichita State the three, St. Bonnie's, your St. Bonnie's in an 11-6. 
Uh, TCU, Michigan's going to be a popular pick at five. They're probably going to end up seated higher than a five. Uh, Virginia Tech, an eight, a team we've talked about. Obviously, these this is all hypothetical. It's not like these are going to be the brackets, but still, it's just fun to to discuss because all these teams will be in the tournament. Uh, most most of these teams, at least, will be in the tournament. So, Midwest region, Matt, I'll start with you. Initial take and pick. Um, I, my initial take is that Xavier is the weakest one seed, and I agree. my pick, my pick in the bracket. Let me see what I had here. I've got a rematch of one game that we just saw in the Big Ten tournament. I've got Michigan meeting Michigan State in the regional final, and I've got Michigan beating them again. It was a it was a close game. Mo Wagner didn't even play that well. I I know Miles Bridges had seventeen. That that would be a really interesting rematch there. I'm just taking a look at this. Virginia Tech, unfortunately, I think once they get through, I think they could beat Xavier in the second round as an eight. I, I'm not hesitant to pick that, but then they would have to meet the winner of Michigan-Texas Tech in this hypothetical, which would be a great second-round game to me. The way Michigan looked on Sunday, I, I've got to go with Michigan to beat Tech and then to beat Virginia Tech. So it beat Texas Tech and then Virginia Tech to get there. I think Bonnie's will pull a first round upset over TCU, but not do much else after that. Michigan State gets through with Wichita State eventually to meet Michigan, but falls short for the second time in March. Dan? Yeah, to me, I, I do agree. The first, uh, the one matchup that's intriguing to me is Michigan versus Texas Tech. Should that game happen, I think we're all in store for a great game. But Matt, you mentioned Xavier as the weakest one seed. I would agree with that as well. I think. The winner, should it happen, Virginia Tech or St. Mary's, has the potential to knock off Xavier in the in the second round. But that being said, I do think I do also agree St. Bonaventure pulls the first round upset. Great team this year, and uh, but ultimately I'm going to go with Michigan State in the regional finals versus. Um, I'm going to go Texas Tech just because I I don't want to pick the same teams you have. Michigan is definitely a team to watch, though. I think. The winner of that game between Michigan and Texas Tech is going to meet Michigan State. Ultimately, Michigan State is going to win and head to the Final Four. But this bracket also, I would say the right side of the bracket is far more intriguing with the potential matchups than the left side. Right. Texas Tech has never even been to the past the Sweet 16 in their existence. So I think if Keenan Evans can really get hot, I could easily see them beating Michigan and, and your prediction there coming to fruition to, to get to Michigan State and, and fall. But I've got Michigan getting through and beating Michigan State. Yeah, my official pick, and me and Matt are, seem to have a lot of similar picks. I've got Michigan going to the Final Four. I think watch them in this Big Ten tournament. They are really one of the best teams in the country, even if they aren't going to be one of the top two seeds or whatever. And I just don't – this bracket doesn't scare me. I think Virginia Tech could beat Xavier in, in an 8-1 game. Uh, St. Bonaventure is going to be popular if, if this shakes out like this. Well, no matter who St. Bonaventure plays, I think they're going to be a popular pick uh, in the first round to have an upset. Michigan State is just weird. I, I don't know. I, part of me thinks they could be the national champion. Part of me thinks that they could lose in the second round. They're another tough team to peg. I kind of put them like Kentucky's another tough team to get a read on. Uh, but I'm going with Michigan uh, in the Final Four. Impressed them in the Big Ten tournament. Uh Play tight. They've got tournament experience. John Beeline's a great coach. So my official final four, we're about to wrap up, but before we go, official final four for all three of us, I have Purdue. Again, this is based on Joe Lenardi's March 3rd bracketology. Purdue, Kansas, Duke, and Michigan. Dan? I believe I took Virginia in you the did. south. Okay, yeah, I was forgetting. Virginia in the south. In the east, I have Duke. In Midwest, I have Michigan State. And in the west, I have Arizona. So Arizona, Michigan State, Duke, and Virginia. Matt? I've got pretty much the same as Tom except for uh, Villanova in over Duke. I've got Purdue, Kansas, Villanova, and Michigan as my final four. All right. So that'll do it. A little bit of an extended episode today, but you know what? Conference It's officially March Madness. Conference tournaments are part of March Madness. This is March. This is March, as John Rothstein One said. One quick quick thing from me. We've got a, uh, we're going to be torn this week. I've got to Google this real quick. But North Dakota has a conference tournament matchup against Montana State. We had Tyler Hall on from Montana State earlier this season for an interview in the preseason, and we obviously had Quinn Hooker last season as our first ever guest, and he graduated 
from North Dakota. So it's Montana State in the Big Sky Tournament on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. North That's Dakota tough. is the eight seed. Montana State is the nine seed. So I don't know if we're rooting for Tyler Hall or we're going to we're going well, to through to Quinn Hooker. So the thing is, Quinn Hooker is not playing in this game. Hall is. So I'll probably lean Montana State. You were putting up the Hawks. Quinn the wings, Hooker was Dan. your first love. How could you pick against? He's him? not playing. Yeah, I'm I'm going with North Dakota. I just think they got a special spot in our uh, podcast history. So roll, all right, but roll Hawks. But with Brandon Goodwin not getting to the NCAA tournament now with Florida Gulf Coast, we need to root for as many of our guys to get there as possible. Yeah, so Vermont, Trey Bell Haynes. Yeah. Vermont will show up. Don't worry. All right. Any last thoughts for either of you besides that for Matt? That's just nope. about it. All right. So, Matt, I know you usually close the show. You give your line. Do you want to do it? You jumped on me in our Applebee's Roadshow. Uh, no, you can do it. No. You, <laughs> how about Dan? You, you do you it. You got it. You Dan, got you it. do it. All right. That'll about do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to stay tuned for next weekend's episode. Oh, wait. Hold on. Follow us on Twitter, too, at uh, yeah, studentsecpod, student S-E-C-P-O-D. Let us know what you thought of our picks, what your picks are, and that'll about do it for this episode. Be a fan of the student section. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free.